Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Oh, Johnny, we're live. It's Drive Time Lincoln. <laughs> July 26th, Tuesday. Uh, we've got Bud Seinhorst in here from Lincoln Independent Business Association. Looking forward to that because uh, Bud is a sharp guy. And he has a good pulse on all the uh, independent businesses and folks that are involved here in Lincoln and Lancaster County. Uh, we will get to that. Uh, Twitter Tuesday, though, uh, before I quickly talk about Kamala Harris and Twitter erupting, because that should have probably been my tweet. Um, at the same time, Ted Cruz has a great tweet out there about pronouns, but I didn't go that way in that uh, new dynamic in our culture here in the United States of America. I went with at I love H1 his, uh, story, which is history. Sorry, H1. I'm just great on the Spanish <laughs> I- I- lingo in that. Anyway, great video clip out there, about 30 seconds of President Reagan reacting to a balloon popping during his speech in 1987, where I believe he might have been in Berlin or he was talking about uh, kind of... Uh, democracy and capitalism and the free flowing of ideas and then a balloon pop and he just doesn't miss a beat and he goes you miss me and he continues on with his speech it's very reagan-esque um it's really honestly not a conservative or democrat tweet it's just a tweet of a president who uh owned the stage and really had command of being presidential um and even when i think back just to be totally honest the only thing negative i can think about ronald reagan was some of the iran contra stuff <laughs> and and then as i got older into uh you know counterterrorism and and other things for our great country you come to find out that type of stuff is just normal <laughs> <laughs> so i've got bud laughing but uh bud Seinhorst, welcome to drive time lincoln welcome it's good to be back and uh, talk a little bit about local business for sure um well, let's just start with local business in the sense of I've kind of lost touch. Uh, I've not been happy with some of the shootings and stabbings, and there's been a lot of that. Um, I am leery of the COVID risk dial myself. Um, however, having said that, um, I would think that we've started to get our footing back in a kind of uh, moving forward beyond COVID and small business. But I don't know, or just business in general. Wow. I think maybe a little bit. Um, you know, it, if it's not one thing, it's another. You know, two years ago, probably about this time, we were under restrictions for business. We were under uh, mandates in our community. We were under uh, limited hours, limited number of people. Uh, businesses really struggled with that. Businesses had to really adapt and adjust. Uh, they start adjusting. They get moving on. And and now one of the huge issues that we're seeing is the impact of inflation. Uh, you know, it's very interesting to look at how inflation is impacting our businesses and the way it impacts their employees and just our community at large. You know, gas prices are up, you know, 45% over a year ago. But everyday items are what's really impacting you know, the employees and those hardworking people that make our businesses grow and go, it's it's impacting those business owners, too. And, you know, we've been talking for, what, about a year now about supply chain matters and just 
the impacts that it's having on business and the price that we have to pay. Right. You know, whether it's at the pump, at the restaurant, at the retail store, whatever, all those things are just kind of coming down. So it's, you know, it's kind of got businesses going, okay, what's next? What's going to be the next shoe to drop? What's going to be the next curveball that I got to try to swing at? I think I read uh, a report today that we're essentially at 9% inflation, so to a degree, rolling over. So, you know, if you think about it in the military, you're probably going to get a 1% pay raise every year. I think Omaha is submitting a budget with a 3% raise, which technically means, right, I mean, they're still, as a city, 6% behind basically what money costs. So what you're talking about is that's all affecting business from the smallest things that everybody is having to purchase, from milk to eggs to cheese at baby formula um and what employers then have to pay to keep up to keep employees happy but what they have to charge customers and then their supply chain which i don't think supply chain gets enough uh national news because i hear about folks from all over um literally manufacturers and people just getting jammed hard you know with supply chain problems that are yeah, and it's, you know, you walk through the aisles of the grocery store, which I do the grocery shopping in our family, and every weekend I'm at the grocery store, and you just see the different things and how little there is. It, you know, it's gotten better over time, but there's still those things, and it's everyday items, and we're not talking, you know, exotic French cheese or anything like that. We're talking about basic pastas and soups mm-hmm. and those types of things. So just having the availability is difficult. You know, you mentioned something really good about wages and inflation. And when looking at some studies recently, wages are up about 4.6% over a year ago or so. So wages have gone up 4.6%. You think, hey, that's pretty good, right? Good deal for me. I'm making more money, a little bit more to support my family. When you take a look at where inflation is right now, which it hasn't been this way since 1981 when you and I were little whippersnappers. I was probably a little, you're much more a little whippersnapper than I was at that time. <laughs> um, I meant age, not size and stature. Uh, but you take a f- inflation and you're 4.4% negative. Mm-hmm. So although your wages are up, you're not keeping up with it. And if we continue with that trend line, and as you can see on the radio, I'm drawing a trend line for Jack here, which nobody else can see. That trend line is going to broaden and that gap's going to broaden. And it's really, it, it's dangerously concerning here in our community and to our businesses. Sure. And I suspect, you know, uh, one of the things that I think is great about Lincoln is, um, while we do have a lot of major chains and things like that, we still, I think, per capita, if somebody could do a study, we still have a lot of um, mom and pop stores. We have a lot of businesses and entrepreneurs that have started things that are unique, right? And and they are relying not only on the supply chain, but a steady, hopefully, economy worldwide from which to compete in. And so all these little losses... Right. Whether it be how about this one? People have to go home and pay for their energy costs. Right. And and natural gas. And all of a sudden it's huge. And then you also have 
um, speaking of wages, you have a push for a higher minimum wage. Okay. And once again, simple economics, somebody pays for everything. I mean, it just, there is not free money, folks. And I was wait a minute. You don't have a money tree out back your house for free money. I I don't. The best I got. The best I got is military retirement. (laughs) Well, it's like free money. Well, I I guess you earned it. Well, I don't know. I mean, they could decide to cut it any time, right? Who knows? Uh, Well, that I don't know that I earned it, but that was the deal. That was the contract. You You know what I mean? Uh, But what I was going to say is, so I I took a look at when we were young whippersnappers and my first job at minimum wage back then. I believe it was in the threes. 335, if you're about, you and I are about the same age. So it's 335. I remember it like yesterday. And I compared it to everyday items at $15. And here's what's interesting. Um, And I don't, you know, because that's been a number that's been thrown out there. Um, For everyday items, for people starting out in the workplace, Right around there is going to be pretty much comparable. Now, where it's not is given the last year of inflation, right? So where you're going to get hammered is what we just talked about. Small little food prices here. Gas, tremendously. You know, if you're having to pay your utilities, right? Things like that. But in the end of the day, you know, if the major things stabilize, you know, you've still got America at the beginning wages kind of acting like it has. But we're far off <laughs> to the left or right <laughs> of that with inflation. And I can imagine, and that's kind of, I kind of feel dumb, which is uh, typical because I can't understand all topics, that I'm thinking, you know, COVID and masks, but yet, yeah, of course, business, inflation. Well, yeah, and it's... Market, yeah, I mean, uh, supply chain. That's what affects business. All that stuff affects business. And here, here's the other thing coming out of COVID that businesses are dealing with is worker shortages. Yeah. And that's a huge one. I, I, I got new tires on my vehicle here about three weeks ago, and I was talking to the owner, great Liba member, and, you know, she says, but I need three people, like, today. Mm. We're scheduling two to three weeks out. And that's difficult because we've got customers that need things. I mean, like need tires fixed or service and those kind of things. We just need people and we can't find them. And um, I'm going to put a plug. Am I allowed to plug things? Okay. So the Lincoln Business Beat is one of the best new podcasts you can ever imagine. Uh, And I'm very biased uh, because it's Mark Vale and I talking local business issues. Two good guys. Two good guys. Mark, Mark makes me look really good. So I appreciate Mark. Uh, but anyway, the worker shortage, there are so many more jobs open than there are applicants. And we've seen almost an inversion from two or three years ago where you might have an open job and get five or eight or 10 or 12 applicants. Now you're lucky to get one or two applicants for four, five, six open jobs that you have. And so we're dealing with our costs as business owners, and we're also dealing with how do we find the workforce. And that's one of the issues that we've really tried to drive home and focus on this year is what can we do to try to help our business owners in this worker shortage time period. And so a couple of things that we've done, we've held a few seminars talking about how do we think differently when we recruit. We've got one coming up on retention. We've got one coming up on dealing with change. The other thing we did in the spring was we had a couple of job fairs. 
and we partnered with the Career Academy. Uh, it's an LPS in Southeast Community College. We co- we partnered with them, and we got over fifty businesses to show up and sit and talk to students about jobs. And there was an exchange of resumes, mm-hmm. which the uh, business owners were very glad to get resumes. And, and in some of these skilled areas, they're getting resumes of kids that are ready to go to work. Right. You know, I mean, there's some training. You can't go into any job with no training. There's some training that needs to happen. However, their skill level has them at a point where that training is more advanced. And then, uh, you know, the kids were walking away with jobs and interviews and the opportunity to see you know we had a couple of uh, our business owners small business owners that do home remodeling construction trade type of things the skilled trades they'll call yes. them and the students were like you own your own business <laughs> oh you don't have a four-year degree but you have this business where you do this and, and like you're hiring employees so i think the mindset of entrepreneurship the opportunity for jobs, the opportunity to interview, and making those connections. I mean, that hallway over at TCA was full all day with students yeah. coming through, and that's a great way to do that. We did a similar one at a, on a smaller scale over at Pius, had over 30 of them come out there. So whatever we can do to try to connect that business owner and the potential employee is a huge issue because... You're competing in a world, in a marketplace where there's a lot of jobs that have gone remote since COVID. Right. And I'm not just talking jobs that are based here in Lincoln. I'm talking about jobs based in Chicago and New York and Dallas and Denver and everywhere else. And people are, you know, during COVID, to their credit, people increased their skill level and it opened up opportunities for them to work remote. So there are people making wages like they work in Chicago, and that Chicago firm's not having to play quite Chicago wages, and they get to live right here in our community. So there's all these different things that are coming together, and you just wonder when all of them are going to meet in the middle and what the the reaction of that meeting is going to be. Because you've also seen where employees over the last two years have had a lot of leverage because of the worker shortage, Now, some of the national analysts are starting to say that tide might be turning to where the employers actually have a little bit more of the leverage, which it was two, three, four years ago. Fascinating stuff. It is, actually, because even here, I mean, you tend to see, um, you know, the stories about how unemployment is so low in Nebraska and we've got our workforce back to pre-COVID levels, but there's always positions, and you're not just discussing entry-level positions. There are positions here in Lincoln and Lancaster County that are needed, and again, if you're skilled in that and you're reaching out, um, your get-healthy time or ready-to-work time you know, goes down, and it's a win-win for everybody, even if it might be temporary for a while for you. Um, and, of course, uh, opportunities, like you said, um, remote-wise, and living right here, that is good. Do you think it's going to continue to take a little bit of that face-to-face interaction, or do we? And I don't want this to be political thought, but do you think we have a gap? Because you mentioned it between the realities of being young and growing in education and expectation when entering the workforce or changing in the workforce. What it what is causing some of that? friction of not knowing because i used to comb the paper 
for every little job. <laughs> Back in the old days. Yeah, and I don't mean to say that, but... No, it is true, and, and, and again, I'm a little bit different in the sense that I went to college to join the military. So I, I had a goal and a track that I knew I was in, you know, as long as I didn't mess it up. Um, opposed to, you know, get a higher education and then go through the hiring process. I think... How do we close that is what I'm asking. Uh, answer that question and I'll show you a big check that people are going to hire you uh, in your consulting business. Uh, but I think it's it, it's interesting because there there's so many moving parts in the in the you know we got the boomers the gen x the gen z the millennial all those different generations coming together and you know guys like you and me when we were looking at jobs a lot of times benefits were a huge thing for us huge and 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 i think we're seeing a little bit of that shift okay i'll call it for lack of a better term because now entering the workforce is the the benefits might be something they look at, but for us it was a high level. Like we got a wife, we got kids, we got to do these things. We yeah. need we need those benefits, and we're now seeing um, flexible workspace, uh, work from home, or hybrid type models, and and things like that. I mean, we're I've even talked to some attorney friends who some of the ones coming out of law school aren't necessarily wanting to be on that partnership track, which is kind of where it had been for a long time. And now it's like, okay, I can pay you money, this money, and you don't have to worry about the billable hours to get to be a partner, but you have more flexibility. Mm. So if you need to work home from home and those kind of things, that's what makes it happen. Fascinating stuff. It really is. And, and I mean, that talks to different generations and, you know, changes the law of the land. And even in businesses, right, you have to be ready to adapt for your own employees, but you're servicing customers or whatever it is you're making. And so, uh, yeah, it is fascinating. And you're absolutely right. Nobody's going to corner the market on it. But it's nice to know that Leva and the members are putting some foresight into how to close the gap here. 1,499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, when we come back, second segment, uh, we'll continue with Bud Seinhorst uh, from Lincoln Independent Business Association. We're learning quite a bit about um, the job market dynamics right now here in Lincoln and Lancaster County and some of the efforts by LEBA and, and businesses uh, to solve that, SEC, and I, I think that's great. Um, the other thing is uh, kind of at least uh, common man Jack Riggins uh, inflation and how it's affecting things in the supply chain. And I got to be honest, I'm really worried about the supply chain only because of my military background. Believe it or not, that's the thing that wins or loses wars historically. And um, I don't think we've seen the worst of it as a country right now. As a matter of fact, I just saw that I believe Russia's tamping down their pipeline to 20% to Europe, uh, whatever the name of it is, uh, one. You know, they've got one and potentially two. Anyway, my point is, that's going to cause Europe a lot of bad problems. And that's leverage. And that's power my is point. Leverage it's, and it's leverage. When you have power and leverage over people, right? it makes a huge difference. So they're and doing so. this, folks, because of the Western response to Ukraine. 
and they've threatened it, they've threatened it, now they're actually going to pull the trigger. And so most of those countries in Europe are going to go down to about 50% of their supply, and they're already behind. So Russia's using that as leverage. But my point is, is that that is going to more than likely cause more rolling world supply problems, et cetera, et cetera, as you know, we probably have to try to respond to help Europe with natural gas and whatever. It's all downhill from there. Yeah. So it's it's interesting stuff. Uh, real quick, because Twitter's crazy about it, and I posted Ronald Reagan. Hey, listen, here's my thing. I, I don't personally believe in the pronoun deal. I don't think anybody should be mandated to have to use them. But if you feel you need to use them, then use them. But for me, it is kind of silly, like beyond belief. Uh, don't do what uh, the VP's doing. 1,499, <laughs> KL. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back July 26th, Tuesday. Jack Riggins, host of Drive Time Lincoln, Johnny Cadillac's producing the show. We've got Bud Seinhorst from Lincoln Independent Business Association and one of the brightest guys that I get to talk to every once in a while. Um, <laughs> you need to upgrade your Do, do you? Your, I, your I don't know. Maybe. I don't know I don't if there's know. too many upgrades out there. You're you're pretty knowledgeable about things. Uh, you're pretty kind. Um, hey, if you didn't know, uh, Pat Condon, uh, current county attorney, I've uh, got the uh, Lincoln Police Department Union's endorsement. I don't know if that's out, so that might be breaking news here on Drive Time Lincoln, but I do know that to be factual. And I think that's a good thing for Lincoln, Nebraska. And in uh, much that speaks a lot about him his office and what the police believe is the best way moving forward in that race um but we were talking about the businesses and we were talking about the workforce um and but before we get to city budget because i want to ask you about some of it because i brought up the fact uh of inflation and i think omaha had done like a 3.9 percent increase but in the end of the day that's that's actually pretty good given inflation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could have looked at like a 10% increase. Their costs are going up too. Right. Yeah, so um, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. But some final thoughts on, on the, the work and the businesses and things that are just important to our local businesses right now. I, I think what our businesses are doing and try, is trying to be as creative as humanly possible uh, in things that they can do. Number one, to retain their employees because it's really hard uh, to replace an employee and in this market, I mean, in some of the hourly wage jobs, you're seeing people jump for 25 cents or 50 cents or a buck an hour. And so being creative in the things that they're doing for their employees, think differently on how you recruit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's going to be, you know, there are businesses right now here in Lincoln that are going into local high schools 
and community colleges and recruiting students, offering them packages that's pretty that are pretty interesting and lucrative, but they also um, they're, they're, what they're doing is they're trying to build a workforce. So come out, work for us. We're going to pay you a really good wage. Go to college. We're going to do some loan repayments or some scholarships. We're going to invest in you. But now they're doing that in high schools. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, you know, Scott Frost going to a high school and recruiting a quarterback. You know, now they're going and recruiting their next IT professional or right. their next, you know, uh, software developer or their next salesperson or whatever it might be. It's just amazing to see that we're doing that. And, you know, I mean, I follow Mike Rowe a lot on mm-hmm. social media, one, because he's entertaining, but he's got that foundation where he's trying to get people to think that way. So I think from a business perspective, be as creative as you can. We have great resources in our community. If you haven't been to the Career Academy, get out there, meet those people, go talk to Josh, learn about what they're doing, reach out to the high schools about what programs they have, how you can get into those high schools and, you know, hire a kid to be a summer intern or come work for you for the summer. But you got to be creative and you've got to react and, and be proactive as much as possible to try to identify those people because we're going to need them you know and it's all walks of life it's nursing it's in the police force we could talk about that a little bit it's you know it it's sales it's hospitality it's retail wherever it is yeah and i will still say on the other side for people that want to get employed folks there is no there's just your dream and your path right so there's never a bad place to start there's never a bad place to learn a skill and you have to understand anytime you're starting out right that's what it is it's starting out or maybe it's a restart right i mean i've had to learn four or five different job aspects as an adult you know and then i started in the the you know the little odd jobs you know work for the city paint the signs you know dig ditches and that's you start okay. in the mail room and you work your way up to the boardroom. Right. I mean, and there's opportunity there out there. There is opportunity. And the thing is, is you're going to learn something along the way. And as you said, and I thought that was great, is that even in the skills, right, you start in the skills and you learn a profession. And next thing you know, 10, 15 years from now, you own the business, right? Because exactly. you're going to pick things up along the way. Don't sit on the sideline is my point. Uh, well, we didn't have calls, but my guess is this is a dear friend of the show, so we're going to take it from Mo. Mo, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, Mo. Hey, welcome to DTL today. Hey, Commander. It's Mo. <laughs> yeah, we got it, Mo. Hey, did Bud really use the term whippersnapper? Yes, he did. I learned that from my lawyer friends when we go to lunch. Is he talking about bloomers, too, and uh, petticoats and stuff like that? Let's not confuse the audience, Mo. Not all of us. No, we have not done that yet, Mo. (laughs) So here's my question. I missed a little bit of the show, but I heard Bud talking about the impact of our uh, horrible national economy on Lincoln's small business community. But but what's your thoughts on the impact of the absolute surge? I think that was uh, probably the crime, is what he's talking. Are you, t- Mo? Are you talking about our crime in this city? Crime in the city, and the fact it's it's starting to have that. You know, my I own a business on 13th and N Street, and our receptionist was following a blood trail last uh, Friday morning from the stabbing a block away from my office. So that doesn't make me feel real good about going out and about. Yeah, um, let us answer that. Cool. Good, good, realistic call, and I think a great question. Thanks, Mo. Um, 
without well, a doubt. I mean, I know I talk about it all the time. I almost get sick of talking about it myself. And I sometimes feel bad, like, oh, I shouldn't bring this up. I shouldn't bring this up. But the fact is, folks, you're not seeing it as much in the media outlets as you probably should. And that's got to be having an impact on business. We've heard we've heard a lot of that from uh, business owners. There's a lot of different things that have, you know, moved on. And, and you know, different businesses are like, I had to hire a security firm. Or, you know, we got broken into and they took a two liter bottle of Pepsi and a couple bags of chips and they left the $10,000 computers, you know, just sitting there. And so, it, it, Mo, it does have an impact on our businesses. And I think one of the things that will be helpful with that is to grow our police force, which is something that LIBA has been very supportive of. It's very important for our community. Public safety is a high priority uh, for all of us. And, and, I, and I will give a shout-out and kudos to our police tre- chief, Teresa Ewens. Um, you know, the chief has tried to come up with some creative ways of what they can do to recruit officers I'm excited. Uh, they have 20 in their class right now that starts this week. So yeah. they're going to the academy this week, 20. It's a great number for them. And they're actually looking at doing, they usually do two classes a year. They're looking at doing an interim class where uh, she's actually going to work on recruiting officers from here inside Nebraska. Great. Because they can be on the streets exponentially faster because they've got some of the basic training for law enforcement now they need the lpd piece of it like this is how we do Mm -hmm. these things to get them on the streets faster so i commend her i'm glad that she has the tools and the resources to do that job one thing that we and i have advocated for with our city council members is you know when i met with the chief when she first came to town we were talking about recruiting right workforce recruiting it's a it's an issue everywhere and one of the things that came up was they don't have a line item in their budget to go out and recruit officers. Oh, got to have a budget for recruiting. So to me, that would be akin to uh, n- someone not having a marketing right, budget. Right. You know, we it, okay, we can't market to our people. Why not? Well, we don't have money. Well, find some money. Yeah. So the council's been very receptive to that. I know there's talk about including that for the police chief. So, you know, there's a lot of good officers around the country that are not being treated well in the communities that they live in. Lincoln's a great place to live. And so I'm glad that we're addressing that. Now, Mo, I got a little bit off your topic, but I think at the end of the day, the more officers we can have on the streets and get the full staffing, the more important it is. So that's my long answer to get to. Yes, it is impacting business owners, and I'm glad to see that the police chief is taking it head on. And I really like that about Teresa. She's done a really good job. Like, she's not shying away from anything. So. Right. No, and I'll second that. I I mean, I said it yesterday. I, I kind of had some inside knowledge on um, that our department is going to get funded at a level that is what we're all talking about, manning and modernization, as well as a chief that's tried some creative solutions, but at the same time has realized, hey, we've got to get the manning up. Um, she spoke out about where they're at, and I appreciated that. And so we are taking positive steps there. And that's not just her. I, I give the city council and the mayor and the police union in the negotiations. I think we'll be on second reading next week in city council, I think. Public comment is Monday, August right. 1st, if you but, want to really have fun. But I will tell you, we we 
the people should support what's been negotiated because it's a really good incentive and good deal for our police, and it's helping us get on that path. But no doubt about it. I mean, that's just another cost um, between the anxiety of employees and patrons coming in and then maybe having to hire a security firm or get a security system. Right. And so when you have, again, the little things of inflation, supply chain issues, employee, you know, in and out, finding skilled labor. And now you've you've you're like, you know, we've got to pay a couple five hundred bucks, thousand bucks for security system or God forbid, armed guards. It just chips away at you. Well, and it's, you know, you say security systems. I mean, there's businesses that, you know, normally during business hours, they don't keep their doors locked. Now they're in a, they've implemented the key system or the Mm -hmm. fob system or card system or whatever to get in and gain entry. And those things, they're not, they're not cheap to invest in, but they also have ongoing costs. So there, there's a lot of those things that businesses are having to do in order to, to take care of their business and their employees frankly yeah absolutely uh mo very good thoughts i think we would have got to it but um thanks for pushing us in that direction uh one of the things that i know affects all the businesses and all of us is the city budget and uh we're getting to about that time i think again yeah um and it it's coming up monday is the public comment on it and and it's it's one of those things Going in to testify, we probably have invested well over 200 man hours, man and woman hours, with LIBA members and people that have spent their time reading through the budget. The budget book is 270 pages or something crazy like that. It's almost as big as the phone book, but not quite. Um, But there's a lot going on in that budget. And so it's important that we take a look at it. Um, You know, the city's got... I think it's around 67 or 70 FTE increase uh, in that budget. I think some of those are justified and some of those, you know, the question I would ask is, do we really need them? Especially when we know in a workforce that with 1.9% unemployment, that that's a problem. It's hard to come out and walk in and say, I oppose this budget or we oppose this budget. But the devil's in the details. Right. Um, and so we've really dug into the details. That's on Monday. We'll be testifying. I, I, I echo Jack's comments on uh, Lincoln Police Department. And, you know, there's some things in there for Lincoln Fire and Rescue. Yeah. Uh, there's a fire station that needs to be rebuilt. And, and they're going to tear it down and start over. Uh, because it was built over a cistern. And over time, it's just decayed. And the building's just not as good, It's frankly. rickety. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And, you know, we want good facilities for our fire and rescue folks. Here's the deal. You build a nice facility, it helps with recruiting, too. I mean, I think the university... helps with retention, recruiting, recruiting, retention. I mean, it's... I hate to compare the fire department to Nebraska football or volleyball, you know, but at the same time, if John Cook had... Uh, rickety old, you know, metal lockers that we had when we were in high school that were rusty. It'd be hard to recruit the elite athletes to come here because they go to, let's say, Texas or one of the other eighty-three Big right. Ten schools. It's a and, fair comparison, you know, folks. I mean, but you, you you've got to have, have good facilities. Yeah, if you have the budget and and you you want to aspire to do that, and you know, if you aspire for the best, you probably get the seventy-five percent mark. But my whole point is, we are not a poor city. 
And so we can allot that, and that pays dividends down the road. I mean, I just talked yesterday about our great LFR response times to incidents and our hospitals and ER staffs that save a lot of lives from these shootings and stabbings that otherwise would be homicides. And again, if that was what was happening, right, that might change the way you look at some of this crime we talk about. But in fact, you're like, oh, it's just a stabbing. The guy survived. Well, the action is yeah. what I'm trying to highlight, right? Yeah. And and we're taking steps, and this is good. Um, I'm supposed to tell you Scott from Carney says hello on the text line. Scott, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, a but lot of I, people oh, okay. are really excited on the text line that you're in here. we got to get you back in here more. Wow, I didn't wow. know. I, yeah, I, I know guess I need... Johnny, next time, can I get a monitor so I can see the text and defend myself just in case <laughs> I'll see Jack's getting me in trouble? <laughs> but, uh, you know, one of the things I want to talk about on the budget, that the, the part that probably is the most alarming to me is... We're looking at a 7% increase in our budget as a city. Mm -hmm. And property valuations are going up, which increases the amount that they get from property taxes, et cetera. But a 7% increase, I think, during an inflationary time with some uncertainty ahead of us, because we don't know what's coming, um, I think that may be a little aggressive. Yeah. I think, in fact, I think it's overly aggressive because... At this point, when when businesses are having to tighten their belts, when everyday Lincolnites are having to tighten their belts because everything costs more, you know, the city, I think it's time to tighten their belt. Let's get back to the basics. Let's fund the things that are absolutely necessary in this next budget. And if we're able to tighten our belts, then when times are good, I think the people are a little more accepting because, well... I don't work in Jack's world, but I know my my salary is not going up 7%. Many Lincolnites aren't going up 7%. So I think the city needs to get their head around that and really think about that. And the city council has an opportunity to stand up and say, you know what, we need to, we need to pare back a little bit. Well, there probably is, for the listeners, probably one of the best things you can take away from the show today, as I know many of you like to go down to city council, and you should, and participate. Um, Listen, we're in a international, national, we're on the verge of an economic crisis. And you could call it what you want. Like I said yesterday, we can say we're not in a recession. We're in a recession, folks, to a degree. And I don't believe it's transitory. But the bottom line is locally here is that it's having an impact on all of us in small business. And maybe it was a little unforeseen coming out of COVID. But it's probably not a time for our taxes and our or our spending to go through the roof, right? Remember, it's probably a time to go ahead and let's get by with what we're doing and get everybody back on their feet collectively. And then as the booms come back, you know, we're all a little more apt to be like, yeah, I can afford a little bit more tax. Because right now, I think the average American family is down about $7,500 given all the inflation, you know, if you really play it out. Yeah, I, I would say that's a that's a good estimate. And you know, it, it is important that the city try and show a little bit of compassion during this time, right. right? I mean, hey, taxpayers, it's our money, not yours. Like, no, let's let's let the people spend yeah. that money. And, you know, we didn't even get into, you know, some of the utility costs and other things and intricacies of the city budget, but they can certainly go to the Lincoln Business Beat with Bud Seinhorst and Mark Vale on the KLIN podcast because yeah. we've been digging into some of those yeah, kind of well, things. Let's, uh, let's go a couple of weeks and have you back because let's let's jump off what is always on your podcast and get it out to this yeah. audience because 
it, it, you, you do need to understand, I think, all the places right now, it's just the way it is that inflation and, and the nickel and diming is causing. I mean, we use a lot of taglines like, oh, yeah, last July 4th, you know, you have 16 cents. Well, now you're here. You know, gas is essentially $2 higher than it's, yeah. it was when, you know, and now you understand the effects on you, whether you're feeling it or not, because most people are. And then you understand the effects it's having on business. And then you say to yourself, should we really be increasing our budget 7%? Correct. We're not, and we're not necessarily out of COVID, folks. Remember, we could be going right back to mass mandates. I don't know. 1,499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, we're finishing up here on uh, kind of a Liba and Twitter Tuesday. Go check that out at uh, Reagan's underscore Jack, the uh, President Reagan reacting to a balloon popping. Uh, if you're kind of very conservative and not liking the vice president right now, check out all of Twitter, which is buzzing about her introducing herself with pronouns. And if you really like conservative stuff, go check out what Ted Cruz thinks about that on Twitter. Twitter's <laughs> just a blaze today. But we also had Bud Sinorson here. Thanks for all the great information. Well, thanks for having me. I always enjoy coming in and talking yeah. about what's going on in the business community. And Well, we're not going to get through August. We'll have you back on and uh, more about the podcast and more specifics because I think it's it's a good way to educate people. Um and congrats on that podcast. Thanks, I'm Vail. enjoying the heck out of it. Mark's great to work with. Mark's I mean, Mark's a stud. He's a per- per- an ultimate professional. He is, and I have to say, Johnny Cadillac has got a podcast that will be coming out on KLIN too. What? Caddy Absolutely. Chat Wrestling Talk. Wrestling Talk. There you go. How excited are you? Oh, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> Absolutely ecstatic. It's podcast I've been working on for a while, but uh, now t- KLIN Banner and all of NRG Media is taking it over. So it's it's going to go big places from here, so I, I can't wait for it. Get Johnny's autograph while he's still yeah, here. Yeah, get his autograph folks. while he's not He's going to be big time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I see him doing a stinger splash on somebody one day on TV in a big ring somewhere. Johnny, do you know Tyrus? I haven't met him, but I know who he is. You know who yeah. he is? So here's a fun story for you. I was an assistant hall director at UNK, and... Uh, Tyrus was on the football team, and he was one of the biggest dudes I ever met in my life. <laughs> and I'll tell it. you some stories about him. He's a great guy. Oh, I can't boy. wait to hear him. <laughs> well, I would turn to drive time, which I don't mind. You know, we got into wrestling a couple of times on this show, and I like it. Tomorrow, whatever Wednesday. Uh, so get your crazy calls ready to go so we can hear from you. 1,499.3 KLI.